Just want to keep singing that last song, didn't you? Want to keep singing that song? Praise, lift the name of Jesus up. There is power in his name. And our words that we share have power also. And we have an opportunity to live in this world and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. In the way that we talk and communicate with one another. Even in our social media venue. Last week we began a brand new series of messages. And if you weren't here last week, I encourage you to go back. Watch that message. You can podcast it. You can watch it on Vimeo. Go to our Facebook website. You'll also find a place there to watch it. But I encourage you, it was some tools to live in this world and to communicate in such a way, navigate through this thing called social media and to proclaim the name of Jesus. That's why we're here. We're, we're followers of the way. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Last week, we gave you some basic principles uh, to wisely live in this world and to communicate and connect and share Christ and exalt his name and do it in such a way that makes his name look good. Today, we're going to continue that idea, but look at the upside. Look at ways that you and I can use it well, use it good, connect to others, proclaiming the name of Jesus in the world that we live in, but to not just throw it all out and say, I'm not going to go there because it is a tool that God has given us. And you and I are in a battle for our words, for our talents, for our gifts, for our resources and our abilities. And we have an enemy and he's crafty and he'll use schemes and tactics to twist the truth. But we get to walk into this world and use our world, our pictures, our conversations for good so that Jesus gets exalted. Plus, social media in itself isn't intrinsically evil. It's the way we use it that can become evil. So the unwise thing is just to throw it all out. Remember last week, these are great principles just in face-to-face communication. We, We set the stage and we set the standard by saying before you say, post, reply, share, retweet, requote, whatever it is. Number one, is it true? Number two, is it kind? And number three, is it necessary? The third one will probably throw away 90% about what you're about to say. So today we're going to walk through and say, how can we use it for good? And why do we have this tool? And how can we use this tool? I want you to grab your Bibles. I want you to turn to John chapter 17. Turn to John chapter 17. And we're going to take a look at how we can live in this world and use this tool called social media in a way that God wants us to. If you need a Bible, hold your hand up. Our ushers will be glad to put one in your hand. But turn to John chapter 17, and we're going to read verses 15 through 19. 15 through 19. I ask you to stand, please, and we'll read this out loud together. John 17, verses 15 through 19. Let's read these verses out loud. These were Jesus' words. Read them with me. John 17, verses 15 to 19. Ready? Read. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. You may have a seat. The reason we open up with that is a reminder that God has called us as Christ followers to go into the world. Not to remove ourselves from it and say it's intrinsically evil. To walk into the social world as we understand social media. To walk into that world 
and to be a light and point people to Jesus. He's already prayed for protection for your kids. He's already prayed for protection for you. And now we have an opportunity to walk into this thing called social media and to proclaim the name of Christ so that others can find him and know him the way we do. However, there's some wise things that we can do. If our mission in life truly is to seek and save the lost, to love people and love Jesus, how can we do it in such a way in the world that we live in? All we have to use is our thumbs. And you heard me say last week to some of us need to take some time out for our thumbs, put them in time out for a while so we don't get ourselves in trouble. How can we use these for good? How can we walk into this world that we're now in that we can write something, post something, say something, do something, and in minutes, billions of people, if they chose to, could see it. A couple things to keep in mind here. Your friends, your Facebook friends, your, your followers, whomever there is, your acquaintances, remind, remind yourself of this before you post anything, should not be treated as gospel fodder. I'm going to explain that. And for us to act in, so, in such a super spiritual way by always posting, hear me out, there are times to do this, and I, I do it and I pray about it. But if there's only one part of your life that is a constant reminder to people, we need to post things to connect our lives, find common interests, so that they'll come alongside of us. So when you post, use words that people understand. Now, some of us have been saved for so long, and praise God. I praise God that I came to know him at an early age, and his grace kept me from making decisions that, 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 that I probably would have made that weren't good. So I'm grateful that I was saved at an early age. But some of us have been saved for so long, we don't remember what we've been saved from. But some of us, we talk in such language that the world that's watching doesn't have a clue what we're saying. We use words that they don't understand. So if your mission, and I'm going to explain that we should have a mission statement, is to use this tool to reach the world, then talk common language. Don't run on with words like in your comments like Maranatha, glory, ichthus. They don't have a clue what that means. In fact, I'm not even sure what some of those words mean sometimes. But the reality is this. Speak the language as the Spirit leads you so that it gives people a chance to pause and ask, what are they saying? Do they care about me? And speak in such a way like you're having a cafe conversation with a friend or acquaintance. So yes, be real. Yes, imagine each time that you're posting it, the whole world gets to view your post. Yes, like I said last week, pray before you post or send and realize that you and I are responsible just like I am right now and you are when you talk to me with, and we're accountable for our actions and words. I remind myself regularly, hopefully you will too, that my unsafe friends and your unsafe friends and your friends, it might even be a family member that mom or dad's been praying. Maybe you have a friend that you've been praying for for years. They are going to read what you write. You have a chance to be Jesus in front of them. But be careful what you say. You don't want to alienate each other with the words that you post. All that to say this. I firmly believe this with all of my heart. You should have a mission statement for social media. As a parent, as a father, leading your home, 
you should sit down with your children alongside of your wife and say, this is why we use social media. This is how we desire to use it. So that your children, as they grow, because they're going to be using technology at two, three years old. So that when they begin to walk through life, as they grab a device, a mobile device, and they begin to use their thumbs and posts, they're thinking through the grid. Okay, when I write this, when I reply this, when I say this, when I, when I quote this, when I retweet this, this is why I'm doing. Otherwise, they'll just run on their own and they won't be able to filter. Here's my personal, it might be helpful to you. I actually have a personal social media mission statement. Here it is. Here's my statement. I will use social media to reflect Jesus in a relevant way. Key is relevant way. Introduce my lost friends to God that I love. Pray for and encourage others. Share and open up my life with others with the hope that they will clearly see that Jesus is all they need. And so when I write, when I post, when I blog, when I tweet, I am responsible human being as a Christ follower. I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to say something and then I run it through this mission statement. It has caused the spirit of God to say, no, Jim, you're pushing your own agenda. No, Jim, that's all about you. No, Jim, the world will receive that in a way that you don't want them to receive it. So I encourage you, listen, dads, sit with your kids, moms, sit with your children, sit with your teenagers, pull them back and say, now listen, we got to walk back and say, we need to have a statement so that when they post, when they communicate, they know why they're picking up their phones, their laptops, and they know why they're picking up their iPads and, and their mobile devices. They know why they're using their computers. If you don't know the why, you will get yourself into trouble. So have a statement. I don't want you to raise your hand, but how many of you as dads have ever sat down with your kids and had that conversation? How many of you sat down with your, listen to me, four-year-olds, five-year-olds who are using devices, six years old? How many of you have sat down and had a conversation? God has asked me to lead you well. How many of you have sat down with your wives? God has asked me to lead you well. Here, here's what we need to gather together. This is the mission statement. You should also have a personal mission statement. Like you should have one for the reason you live this life. So that when you get up, this is my mission. And you continue to go on that mission. We should have a mission for why we're living. Otherwise, you just get up. I hope I make it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do today. When you wake up and you have a mission on your life, you know what you're supposed to do with your life. I ran across some other mission statements. Maybe you can learn from them. Maybe apply them to your life. Here's a couple. I exist on social media to proclaim the gospel, center topics on Christ, love fellow believers, seek the lost, and pray for the world, all to the glory of Jesus Christ, my Lord. Another good one that I ran across. To encourage and spread God's word. Very broad, but very simple. Does what I write is what I'm writing. Will it encourage and will it spread God's word? Another good one that I saw. I will not use social media to waste time, to avoid God, or to avoid responsibility. How many of us would not spend as much time if we ran it through that grid? Keep in mind, God wants us to be social. And keep in mind, we are different creatures with different personalities. We're different. I'm different than many of you. That's very obvious. And you're different than me. We have personalities that are different. 
And so if we're not careful, when we begin to read people's posts, look at their timelines, look at their tweets, look at their Instagram accounts, view their Snapchats and their videos, you and I can form opinions based upon what we like, based upon what we think people should be putting. And we can quickly judge others. So don't be quick to judge because one timeline might be loaded with tons of social interaction while another might seem remiss of social interaction. And you can be very careful based upon personalities think, well, they should have said something. I can't believe they said that. They talk too much. That's the last selfie I need to see of them today. And some of us judge people based upon what they put on social media because of the number of posts. Some of you right now, I can think, yeah, I can think of someone that, man, that's all they do. Well, listen, we are wired differently. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's vitally important to remember that personalities, types, flavor our posts and the way we live our lives. And God has fearfully and wonderfully, and I would say, and uniquely made us. It'd be a A very, very, very boring world if you were the only you and bunches of you in the world. Think about that for a second. Oh, man, it'd be a a mess. So what are the four personality types? I want to address them and run it through the grid of social media. I encourage you to take notes. If you're a dad or mom, you have kids, you should have this discussion with your kids and know your kids. Let me just say this. I also believe you know the love language of your children. My wife and I, Anne, have known the love language of our kids since they've been four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. Why? Because they're different. And so as we went to love them and fill up the love tank in their lives, Josh is different than Hannah. Hannah's different than Isaiah. Isaiah's different than Josh. And so when we would love them, we knew what their love languages were. And so we responded to them differently. And so personality traits are very similar. You should know the personality traits and how to respond to your children, to your husband, to people on the internet. Here's the four types. The first one is this, the cleric. And the picture for that would be a lion. You could picture, and I'm going to break it down here in a second. The second personality type is sanguine. It's an otter. The third personality type is a phlegmatic, a golden retriever. The fourth personality type is melancholic, a beaver. And we're going to see that all four of these are uniquely, and you are one of them. You, you are one of these personality types. So you have to be careful in one area that another person doesn't have to be careful in. And so when you take that personality and you put a mobile device in your two thumbs in front of you, you can get into trouble or you can use it for good. And our hope is that we use it for good. Let's start with the choleric. We would say a lion. This personality type likes to lead. Very good at making decisions is very goal-oriented. They enjoy challenges, difficult assignments, and opportunities for advancement. They can be very aggressive and very competitive. They like to take charge. It's the lion. Their strengths can be goal-oriented. They're strong and direct. And so, Based upon how they operate, use their thumbs and use social media, if they use it for good, you might not like it because of a personality type. Their weaknesses, they're argumentative and they 
are too dictatorial. They like to take charge and tell you this is the way it needs to be done. There are limitations. They don't know that directness can hurt others, and they have a hard time expressing that in a different way. So their hashtag, they look at information on the social media. They might be the person that sees something and they put hashtag, stop it. That's all they put. Just, just stop it. Their hashtag might be 4 o'clock a.m., 5K run, done. And you're thinking, how in the world do they do that? That's their personality type. Their hashtag might be, catch me if you can. They're always putting a challenge out there. Their hashtag might be, I eat kale for breakfast. And you're like, what up with that person? Let me say this again. At their best, a choleric can change the world and rally troops to do so. At their worst, they can run over people in their climb to the top. His or her main characteristic is the driver behind the project. He has the ability to create it in his mind and see it before anyone else. His primary need, hear me out, is to win. That's their primary need, to win. And when it comes to time, the time is now. We can't wait another day. And if not us, then who will do it but us? And so their hashtag might be hashtag trophy hunting. They want to go get it. They want to prove that they are right and they can article and post and repost videos you to death to show you that they're right. So that's one personality type. Now listen, just because that's your personality doesn't give you the permission to run over people. Just because that's your personality doesn't give you the permission to always prove yourselves to be right and why other people are wrong. We're going to discuss that here in a second. You must run it through your grid. Ask yourself, is it true? Is it kind? That's a good one for you. Is it kind? Is it necessary? The second type of personality is a sanguine. It's an otter. They're very social. And you know them. They love people. They enjoy being popular and influencing others. They can often be hurt when others don't like them or like their post. They usually have lots of friends, but not deep relationships. They love to goof off, and they are notorious for their messy rooms. Got any of those children at home? Man, they are the life of the party, though. They like to hurry and finish jobs, and the jobs are often not done well. An otter might hashtag on the internet, internet, social media, hashtag vacay in five days, smiley face. They might hashtag, I like hashtags, lots of them. And they just hashtag, hashtag. You ever see them? Hashtag, 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 hashtag. And if you're the cleric, you want to put hashtag, stop it. They like to be the life of the party. And so you might get a hashtag at 3 a.m. in the morning. Anyone still up? Hashtag. They might hashtag free pretzels at Ben's. Everybody go. (laughs) 
They might hashtag pool party, RSVP, not required. See you there. Can you see how this personality might clash with another personality? This personality loves taking photos of themselves and other people. They are the selfie kings and selfie queens. You know what? Don't judge them. That's how God made them. That's how they communicate. That's how they wire themselves. That's how they're wired. And if they're using it, running through the grid of your mission statement, hear me out. It can be used to point people to Jesus. Their strengths, their people, persons. They're open, they're positive. Their weakness, sometimes they talk too much. Sometimes. And they're too permissive. And so you could get into trouble on social media by liking everything because you want friends, acquaintance. Remember what I talked about last week? The second you begin to like and the other person doesn't like, you have the potential to alienate yourself from a large group of people. They like, and so they will like a lot of posts. Their limitations, remembering past commitments, following through with discipline. They often start a diet, but someone says, let's go for ice cream. They say, let's start that diet next week. That's an otter. Their main characteristic is expressive. Their need is, let's have fun. The downside is impulsiveness. When it comes to time, they are notoriously late. But once they show up, he or she becomes the life of the party. And when it comes to authority over them, the majority rules. People problems often become these kind of people, the problems with people, they often become people pleasers. It's hard for them not to take a stand against something. And so they are people pleasers. They will make sure to like every photo and they will reply to every reply that you replied to. You ever see those in comment sections? Someone puts something and they reply. They feel the need to go back. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Instead of just one big, thanks everyone. Because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. That's your sanguine, the otter. Another personality type is the phlegmatic or the golden retriever. Just picture a dog, a happy dog. A golden retriever is good at making friends. They are very loyal. They make great long-term teammates. And probably has a golden retriever as a dog. They do not like big changes. They cannot stand the Goshen roads right now. They can't stand it. They will settle in for a long time. They're very caring and can be very sensitive. They have deep relationships, but only a couple deep friends. They want to be loved by everyone. They look for appreciation as soon as they post. They see if there's a like. They are deeply moved by likes. Word works best in a steady work pattern. They're best working in a team setting, not where they have to be put in charge and calling all the shots. So their hashtags might be, hashtag, are you okay? Hashtag. Call me at any hour. Hashtag, bring your dog. 
That's funny. Hashtag heart, 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 and 20 other emojis. You ever see those? Their strengths, they're accommodating, they're calm, they're affirming. Their weakness, indecisive, indifferent. They're too soft on people. Their limitations, seeing the need to be more assertive, holding others accountable. Doesn't like to be part of groups that everyone can't finish. They are very much all-inclusive. If everyone can't do it and everyone can't finish, then we shouldn't do it. That's a golden retriever. So you need to set up systems and programs where everyone finishes, where everyone can be there at the end. They will even be the ones, your, your golden retrievers, they will even be the ones that start the GoFundMes for everyone else. You know that, friend? Like, they want to go fund everybody. And then they don't understand why you don't want to. They are all inclusive. When it comes to time for them, it's tomorrow. When it comes to authority, order rules. They want to make sure everyone is okay. The last personality type is a melancholic, a beaver. And when you think of a beaver, we often have this saying, busy as a beaver. They're organized. They think there's a right way to do everything, and they want to do it that the exact way. They're very creative. They desire to solve everything. They desire to take their time and do it right. They are perfectionists. They will spreadsheet you and excel you to death. Do you know those people? They're great people. Praise God. That's how they're wired. They don't like sudden changes, and they need reassurance. Their hashtags might include things like this. Hashtag, five o'clock sharp, be there. Hashtag, readscopes.com right now. If you don't know what scopes.com is, it's a website that lets you know that what you just put up isn't true. Go there and read it on scopes.com. Their strengths, they have high standards. They operate well in order. They'll give great respect to their, to their superiors. Their weakness, unrealistic expectations of self and others because they can often be too perfect and demand that from other people. They struggle to understand why you didn't read the entire article. You know those people? You just skim it. You want to go play. You're an otter. I put it there. Didn't you see it? Their limitations, seeing the optimistic side of things and expressing flexibility. Their hashtag might be at 3 a.m. in the morning, can't sleep, so I might as well get up and work. That's your beaver, your melancholy. Their main characteristic is analytic. Their main need is precision. Their downside is negative. And when it comes to time, they are punctual and they can't believe that you didn't show up 10 minutes early for that coffee conversation. They have little patience for generalities, but are champions of administration. So why do I tell you this about personalities? Okay, because this is a social world. And so the people you're trying to reach and I'm trying to reach have different personalities. We're all uniquely different. And so we can't get frustrated based upon how someone else posts 
someone else responds. They didn't respond to you. They must not like you. You must recognize that we are uniquely made. And personalities help us understand others. So when you want to judge or become frustrated or think they seem self-centered, self-righteous, uninterested or uninvolved, take a deep breath before you confront them. We are fearfully, and I would say beautifully and uniquely designed by God. Praise God for that. We got to take time to get to know one another and to appreciate one another. So what are some ways then that we can use social media for good? I would say this. We need to connect by expressing your humanity. Run it through your lens and your mission statement. Let them see how you respond and trust Jesus in hard times and in good times. And as you post, remember, this is a tool to connect others that are going through the very same thing. Like I said last week, remember, when you watch someone else's life, and if you run into the fault of comparing your life to another person's life, remember, the majority of the people that post, you're seeing their highlight reel. But when you express your humanity, you're going through something difficult. Maybe a a family member just died or you're walking through a struggle, now use discretion. We don't need TMI, too much information. But you're asking, I need prayer support. And you put that out there, it's an opportunity to express your humanity. And when you do that, you have an automatic connection to someone else. And that's the tool. The reason you want to connect is to let them see the hope they can have in Jesus Christ. So for those of you who don't want to post because of your personality types, you have to push yourself forward instead of just being a person who just reads instead of delivering because the world that we live in, hear me out, a billion people could see your response by using your thumbs. You have and I have the potential to influence people. You can't influence people on social media unless you say something. So I ask God, Lord, how can I express my humanity in this situation so that people can see that I'm going to trust in the hope of Jesus Christ, and if they're walking through that too, they can trust in the hope of Jesus Christ. You see, they get to see that you are real and live with highs and lows of life, and you are able to overcome with Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, people want to know that. They want to know, how am I going to get through this? If you don't speak, how will they ever know? Another way we can use it for good. It's an incredible tool for godly influence. Look at Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 23. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 23. It's an incredible tool for godly influence. Proverbs 15 and verse 23. Look what Solomon says here. Proverbs 15 and verse 23. Solomon says this. A person finds joy in giving an apt what? What's the word? Reply. Look again. A person finds joy in giving an apt reply. And then he says this. How good is a timely what? Word. You see, whether you realize it or not, And if you're just jumping on social media and you're just bouncing around because you're bored and you haven't prayed before you post it and you haven't asked, is it true, is it kind, is it necessary? 
the very things that you say can impact people to look to Christ or to look away from Christ. Think about this for a second. Whether you and I realize it or not, you and I give permission to others by the choices you make and post. And your decisions represent the rest of the Christian family. Every post, every photo, every video, it's you speaking for us Christians. So I ask this question. Will this post, will this retweet, will this share nudge people closer to Jesus? Hear me out. Please hear me out. We have such an incredible opportunity in the world that we live in by what we say. Words either are life or death to people. And so by what you post, you are saying to someone out there who doesn't know Christ, maybe it's a a son that mom and dad's been praying for. Maybe it's a friend that you were in the military with and you're hoping that just somehow he sees something on social media. Maybe it's a neighbor that, that, that you've been trying to reach. Maybe it's a school teacher or coach or husband, daughter, maybe. And, and you're hoping, oh, I hope, hope Jim says something. I hope my friend. And when they see you post as a Christian, you represent the whole body of Christ. Not just you, but Jesus Christ. Think about that for a second. Every word we post in a big sense says, This is what Christians believe. This is how we treat. This is how we respond. This is what we do in a time of crisis. So you're just not representing you. You are part of a family and praise God for that. And we have a chance by our words to nudge, to push, to encourage, to love, to represent the King of kings and Lord of lords. You see, when you think that way, it changes the way you use social media. You and I get a chance to talk to more than one person. And the world is at your doorstep. So as I run it through my mission statement, will this encourage someone today? Can I pray for someone today? Will this help them see that I trust in Jesus Christ and they can find hope in him? That's my mission. How will your post, your response show people that they can trust in Jesus and that Jesus is all they need? See, that changes the way we use social media. Another way we can use social media for good. It's a chance to show what we stand for. Hear me out, please hear me out. And not what we stand against. It's a chance to show what we stand for. And sometimes our stances on issues are stronger than the Bible's stance on them. Look at the comment section of any quasi-religious story or video, and you are likely to find a Christian person explaining why they are against whatever is being discussed and why it's wrong in the eyes of God. It seems we mistake taking a stand for Jesus as synonymous, hear me out, with taking a stance against everything we personally don't like or agree with. What if we changed our approach? I'm just proposing this question. What if all Christians changed our approach? What would the church look like if the first impression we gave outsiders was not one of judgment? Imagine. 
What if we were known for our compassion, our connections, our graciousness, our kindness, our helpfulness, our concern, our love, rather than our separateness in our rules? This past week, our teens, along with about 2,300 other teens, gathered at the Momentum Youth Conference. And Sean McDowell, who is an apologist, an apologist is someone who defends the faith. He's the son of Josh McDowell, bright, bright individual who can defend the faith well. In the main session, he came out to speak to the 2,300 teens that were gathered there. And so he walked out and did something very unique. He walked out and he put on a set of glasses and he put them on and he said this to the students that were there. He said, today... I'm going to take the role of an atheist. See me as an atheist. And I'm going to ask you to defend your faith. And I'm going to ask the questions that you have for me about atheism. And so flip the, imagine me standing up and taking the role of an atheist. I'm going to answer as an atheist would answer. I'm going to define and give a definition of why I believe there isn't a God. And I want you to defend your faith. And then he went on to say this. He said that he had done this in front of 6,000 people. He had done it in front of 300 people, 200 people, 100 people. And he had done it many, 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 many venues. So he walked out as Mr. Atheist. And one by one, students had a mic in their hand. And they all stood up. And there were times when the student would say something. And the group that was there felt like they got one in. They would cheer. And there were times when he would say something, they would boo. One by one, people popped up. And he answered, he answered. Majority of people were defensive, angry, upset. After about 35 minutes, he took off his glasses, walked back. He said, I'm no longer an atheist. These are my observations. And he went on to say this. He said, I've been in all these venues I've stood in front of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people and teens playing this role in front of Christians. And he said, the same thing continues in every, every venue. He said, you don't like me. In fact, you hate me. He said, I've never been in a venue where someone said, hey, sir, I want to let you know I love you. And I want you to know that I'd like to invite you for coffee and sit down and just listen to you. And I would love to spend time with you. He said in every venue that he had been in, Christians just tore him up. I wonder if we as Christians would just respond in love, take off our our glasses of defense, what we stand against and what's wrong with them and say, hey, Come to my house, sit on my couch. You know what? I love you. I just want to hear why you believe that. And I'm just going to listen. I'm going to feed you. And then when you get up and leave, I'm going to invite you back. And I want to let you know that there's a God that loves you too. And I'm not here to let you know how wrong you are, but I'm going to let you know that I love you. What would happen if we as Christians, I'll tell you what would happen we would get some invitations in our world in places that we aren't getting them right now. Another way to use social media for good is this. And remind yourself of this. It defeats the enemy. You see, 
I hope you would do the same as I do. I refuse to let the enemy win. I choose to use social media for good and exalt the name of Jesus Christ. Instead of throwing it all out because there's evil in there, Jesus called us to go in the world and rescue people. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. Think about this verse. Every time you begin to reply or post, we overcome the evil one by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We don't overcome by picking fights. We don't overcome by complaining. We don't overcome by whining, but by trusting and believing and giving praise to our God in a public way. Please hear me out on this. Now, this is where personalities jump in. It might not be your personality to spend time and write something, but listen to me. It's not a praise until you say it. It's not a praise till you speak it. It's not a praise till you post it. You have a tool in your hands today, right now. You could post a praise. Think about it. This, now I'm going to give you a picture here. Think about what your praise could do. Here's what I know. The word of our testimony pushes back darkness. The word of our testimony overcomes the evil one. The word of our testimony kicks Satan out of schools. Now think about this. When you post a praise, that word, that that feed, that that person's on that mobile device enters their home. This child that's far from God that's just scanning through the internet, surfing through social media, might stop. And there's your praise. And if they see it and read it, it pushes darkness out and it opens their heart up to the gospel. Think about that. That pulse enters businesses, enters a car where someone is hopeless and and, and they read something. It enters a mosque that worships Satan. There might be some Buddhist or Muslim that has this mobile device and is scanning through. And there you are in the midst of all that darkness. Jesus is real. Bam, darkness has to flee. It can open up their hearts. It enters schools while your kids are working and they shouldn't be on their phone, but they get on the phone and then they see something from you. A praise walks into that classroom and pushes away darkness. See, see, do you realize how powerful this tool is? Now listen to me. Personality types. Some of you don't want to spend time there. You like reading. Listen to me. I can't speak for you. You must speak and exalt the name of Jesus Christ. And if we as Christians began to infiltrate social media, darkness has to flee. We got a chance, church. Lastly, another good reason to use social media. It's an open road to the generation of today. Let me explain. I love the millennials. My wife and I have three of them. I love the generation of today. You won't have me railing on them. I love them. I absolutely love the generation today. In fact, if they know that you love them, they are the most loyal people on planet Earth. Think about it for a second. Why do we always speak against them? 
Well, they, they're always on their phones. They're always on their iPads. They sit in restaurants and they sit beside each other and all they're doing is texting each other. Why don't they just talk to one another? When I was a kid, we didn't need those. See, I choose not to take that route. I'll sit right beside them and say, hello. <laughs> it's good hanging out with you. How you doing? Do you have a prayer request? Oh, really? (laughs) Seriously, hear me out. You see, when that happens, I mean this with all my heart, when this happens, they drop their phones and put them in their pockets and they look at you and they talk to you. Why? Because they know that you love them. And they will be your most loyal supporter. Why? Because you didn't bash them or beat them up. You just love them. Listen, church. We have a chance to connect with the generation of today. One of my favorite verses in scripture. I want you to turn there. First Chronicles chapter 12. First Chronicles chapter 12. One of my favorite verses in scripture. Verse 32. I have it underlined. I have three asterisks beside it in, in, in my written copy of my Bible. It would be highlighted on my mobile device. First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. These are men that joined David. These were David's mighty men. First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. It says, men from Issachar. Men who understood the what? Times. And knew what Israel should do. Men who understood the times and knew what we should do in the world that we live in. We need to understand the times. We live in a time. Hear me out. This is how we talk. This is how we communicate. I understand the times. And I'm going to connect with this generation and this world today. And what I post and what I say will run through my mission statement. And my hope and prayer is this. By understanding and living in these times, I have a chance to potentially introduce them to Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. Let's use the tool for good. I bet we all have some work to do. I bet we all have some refinement. and I bet we all have been affirmed or convicted. I bet we all can take some steps. Ultimately, the goal of all of this is to give Jesus more glory. Oh, Lord, help us. Some of us now want to, we want to rant. and We want to say why that, that isn't true or why that's true and why we don't need to post and why I don't need to read. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would speak clearly. You would show us. Help us to be people who understand the times that we live in. And may we ultimately, God, use this tool for good. And may the world, one by one, be one to Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. See you next week.